Welcome everyone to another episode of Friday PM. Let's talk about it. <laughs> I get a little bolder every time, Dan. I see, Sean, you've progressed. Yes. And Christoph too, I, I, you actually gave it some. Yeah. Rachel, you're there, yeah. I'm here. We're all just trying to get to Rachel's level. Yes. <laughs> just trying to inspire them, you know. I'm just grateful you guys are doing something after I say it. <laughs> <sighs> Thank you, guys. You always back me up. Praise the Lord. Well, welcome. Wherever you're joining us from, if this is your first time tuning into Friday PM, you are so welcome. May God bless you today and hopefully for all the other times that you're going to be joining us. And of course, for those of you joining us again, our faithful friends, God bless you and great to see you again. Well, we're back in our studio and uh, good to be back. We've yes. been out and about a bit, but lovely to be home in our lovely studio. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> those of you watching a lot of episodes know why I said that, a bit of tongue in cheek. We won't give it away. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, then you've got to, got to go to the other episodes. Uh, Rachel, please remind them about our podcast. We, I didn't want to forget. Yeah, so we've launched our podcasts and they're available on Spotify, on, on Google Podcasts, on Apple Podcasts, and they're available also on our website. So if you go to our website, you'll see our big slider and it will say you can just click on there and go to podcasts and you'll be able to listen to all these episodes. So you don't have to be bound uh, to watching on YouTube. Okay. And Zach, you wanted to remind them about Yes. It. If you are joining us for the first time or you're coming back, please take a moment, just like the video, share the video. And if you haven't already, subscribe to the YouTube channel. You'll be notified about all of Vine Song's latest videos and any new content we produce. You'll be the first to know. Great. Thanks, Zach. Thanks, uh, Rachel. Well, we talk about reaching out today. And I'm going to start by reading from Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10. And uh, we really pray that the Lord will bless today and anoint everything that we do because we want the Lord to get all the glory. We're not here for us or for Vine Song. We're just here to bring glory to God. So uh, let's read from Galatians 6 verse 9 to 10. It says, And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we don't lose heart. Verse 10 says, Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all especially to those who are of the household of faith. We as a team, as a team, as a team, we're just uh, talking about the importance and the necessity of reaching out and just how we felt the Lord has used us during this time. Is It's a very unique time now to be out and about, uh, to leave home. And we were just talking about what it's like now being around other people, being um, surrounded by people that we know, don't know, friends, family, but also strangers out in the streets, out in the shops, wherever we found ourselves. We want to share a few examples uh, about maybe our challenges and also ways that the Lord has opened the door for us to reach out, as I'm sure many of you do the same, but we're here to encourage ourselves and one another um, to keep on keeping on, as that scripture says. Uh, I think nowadays, let's start by saying, well, what keeps us from sharing? It's not necessarily, we said, it's not necessarily always just going out. It's not just sharing your faith. It's just about reaching out, isn't it? That you feel it's almost like a condition of the heart that when you 
go out. I want to reach out. I want to be a blessing. And even if you're at home thinking, Lord, how can I be a blessing? How can I, how can I let someone wonder, well, why is this person doing this? Um, just to create an opportunity. That's what the scripture said. If you have an opportunity. So, Lord, how can I have an opportunity? How can you give me that opportunity? We don't want to strive. We want to do it. We don't want to do it out of compulsion or guilt. But if if we're open for the Lord to stir our hearts and to use us, oh, I tell you, um, I think he's going to use us even so much more mm-hmm. in the days ahead. Um, so let's talk about quickly what keeps us from reaching out. What makes it tough nowadays? That's <laughs> it. <laughs> always look always to this point. side. He always, he always goes this side. But um, I think a lot of times, I mean, obviously with the situation we're in now, people wearing masks, people have been a bit more distant mm. even than before. But with that, some people are actually becoming more open because of all the restrictions that we've been placed under. Um, you, can, you can catch people's eyes. People, some people are really just longing for that interaction. So the thing that does hold us back is you, you don't know where people are at with the kind of hands-face space thing that we have here in England. Uh, we don't know where people are at. And also, really, even fear of man. We're sometimes just afraid of making a fool of ourselves and what people think of us. And I, if we can get over that, because one thing that for myself, I, when I go out walking, I try to say hello to everybody that I come across. It doesn't always happen because some people really don't make eye contact. Sometimes when they don't, I still say hello. And they, honestly, sometimes you feel, you see that people kind of break out of their stupor. Yeah, they're just it, And they're kind mm. of like, oh, you know, somebody acknowledged me. Because we, we just don't know what people are going through. We don't know if they're going home to be on their own. We don't know if anybody is going to speak to them that day. We don't know. So for me, when I just go out walking, I like just like to make that that connection with people. Hi, and then there's people that I see often, and it's almost like kind of building a relationship in a way, and um, just by seeing them and just by saying hello every time that I see them, and I can see that God is actually just even forming relationships through that. It's it's great. Charlene, you 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 uh, said once about even young people that we've been we've been kind of also stepping out more to greet young people, isn't it? Yes, when you and I were walking, we had, uh, I think, three boys walking towards us, and I think it was an off day, uh, a holiday, and these young boys came walking towards us, you know, kind of hoodies, kind of yo-yo, cool guys. They had no (laughs) idea that Dan and I would say, hey, guys, how are you doing? And they were quite shocked. And... Like, what? These adults are talking to us? Um, Because usually, you know, I just, my instinct is to kind of just keep my head down and walk past a young person. But I do force myself now to greet them. Mm. And I think they feel affirmed, isn't it, by older people, uh, the older generation, because it always feels kind of scolded, these young people these days, you know. I remember my parents saying that <laughs> Now I'm doing it too. And to affirm them is so wonderful. They lit up, like Rachel said, isn't it, Dan? Yeah. Do you remember? And you yeah. kind of, you kind of, you're very good with strangers, you know. You, Dan started talking to them and saying, how are you doing? Are you happy to be off today? Um, you know, and they just um, nice really responded. And eventually they walked past and there was just a lighter atmosphere. You could feel like yes. uh, you'd left a little um, impression on them uh, of, of yeah. being affirmed. 
I mean, God gets the glory for that, number one. But number two, um, this is why we're talking about it, being open to it. Because I think sometimes, uh, if we're not careful, I think all of us can sometimes character typecast. This is an older person, so maybe not. Oh, this person's younger, or that person's got tattoos, or they don't look really kept. And we can almost select our little box. So if it's someone that's my age, that's, that looks approachable, then I might take the step. And I think that's what the Lord wants to change, is for us to be all things to all men. And to, to be available no matter what, no matter who it is for the, the Lord to just help us in that. I think that's what, that's what he wants to do partly through all of us today. And we're encouraging ourselves as much as we hope we are to you. I feel so encouraged, Dad. Oh, really? Yes, already. Praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about some examples about us having, having a bit of experience in that. Um, why don't you talk about, you shared once about you, you having a, a job somewhere working, right, when you were younger? Yeah, before I got saved and leading up to uh, the moment I gave my life to the Lord. Grew up in the church, of course, but, you know, just really distant from God. And when I went to university, uh, I was working at a, a store called Dillard's and selling shoes there in the, in the men's department. And I just remember these older men, you know, they'd come and they'd, they'd come and they'd just chat. Sometimes they'd just talk, we'd talk about the weather, we'd talk about sports, we'd talk about whatever. And then other times they'd come, the same guys, and they'd buy shoes. And then another time they would come and they'd tell me about the Lord. And I remember it was, it, was, it was three or four key people who just kept coming back. And I found out one was an older pastor um, in his 80s and, you know, very slow, but just so persistent. He came dozens and dozens of times. Another guy was a, he found out later he was involved with his church and then, you know, a couple other people. And then my coworker as well, who was, uh, uh, John, if you're out there, God bless you, man. Uh, he's a great guy, and uh, but he just kept. He was so persistent in coming to me and saying, "Hey, you know, do you want to go to church with me on Sunday? Do you want to go to church with me on Sunday?" And I think it was about the, I don't know, fourth or fifth Sunday that I was just like, "Fine, man. You know, I'll go if it'll just shut you up. If you'll stop, you'll stop asking, <laughs> then I'll go to church." And uh, you know, that's that's where I gave my life to the Lord. So it changed, and that was a turning point in my life. You know, I had mm. so much, so much uh, anxiety and, and depression, staying up late into the night, and addictions and uh, you know problems with the relationships and you name it and but these guys just faithfully coming and not always they didn't come and they weren't like you know um, you're going to hell and and you, you need to yeah no. you need to I mean in in their love I found out that that's what that's what they were doing it, they it, were coming it, to no. me from it from will that draw place. you to that eventually but they, they motive was love and yeah care. yeah and you can sense it when they come mm. and they just say hi they just say how are you doing and then other times the Lord opened the door and we talked about God and they were like, this is what I believe. And I was like, well, this is what I think. And they're like, this is what the Bible says. And, uh, you know, just opportunities that God would open, like you said, in Galatians. Excellent. Excellent. Christoph, you shared also when you were younger too, you kind of had similar experience? Yeah, quite similar. When I was 20, it was first first year of my university. Um, before I got saved, uh, I met these two guys that were talking to me about, about God a little bit. And, you know, with my religious background, I, I was very much um, concerned about the religion practices I've been doing, and it was very important to me. Mm -hmm. So my beliefs, we would sh uh, bump into one another a little bit uh, when we were kind of in the group. I remember uh, vividly there was this uh, one time we were in the room, and it was playing of people, and I was very outraged, uh, I'd say, about what they were saying about you know, biblical perspective, and I would fight them with my religious uh, no, counter-believe, and uh, it, w it was very fiery. And they were talking to me about this missionary camp, this Christian camp, where they experience miracles and people get saved and delivered and all that. So for for first term, 
uh, till mid-year they were talking to me about that and I happened to be uh, borrow borrowing once in a while uh, one of the books from them and so one time I just walked up to the room and I was I was standing in the doorstep I gave them the book back and I just happened to be standing there my, my, my friend told me about this and he just invited me in and I sat on the bed and out of nowhere uh, he told me about that. I, I forgot about this situation, actually. He told me that I just asked him out of nowhere uh, if if I could go with them to this to this uh, Christian camp. So uh, that that is a story to encourage everyone listening that even if you are um, sharing with somebody about Christianity, about God, about uh, faith, and there's like no response, and or, and even there is like a fire from the other side. There's there's a counteraction all the time. I was like that. So so at some point in the mid year, I just I just came to the room and said, hey, what about the Christian camp? And from that day on, I started to hang out with them a little bit more, and just being curious about them as as Christians. And later, in the end of that year, uh, June, uh, I went to that Christian camp and I got saved. So. That was their fr their fruit of their uh, faith. Wonderful. Yeah, well, you touch on something not to get discouraged. Like mm. if someone doesn't respond the way... If you don't see the fruit like straight want, away... That you don't think, oh, that didn't go too well. It's not to be not to mm. be afraid and not to not to give up and just say, Lord, you know, for me, it's just a matter of obedience, isn't it? Many times I don't, I don't want to miss it. Um, I was trapped just very quickly. I mean, I was, I was trapped so much that, that the enemy always told me, don't worry, someone else will come. Don't worry, someone else will do the job. We'll just kind of go your way. And once I kind of someone helped me to realize that this is the enemy, I thought, well, hey, wait a minute. Each time he says that, that means I'm going to now start responding and reacting and being responsive and being responsible and then being obedient to that voice that says, you know, encourage that person or, you know, God can just start using you in, a, in another way. Uh, so... Examples, Sean, and maybe of reaching out. You've got uh, uh, one or two examples recently, other Lords. Yes, well, I, I'm, I'm trying to think of a personal thing. Uh, uh, and But what's been on my mind while you were talking is the story of George Muller, um, who was an incredible, had an incredible life. He's got uh, books of it on his life that you can read. George Muller, a, a German man who came to England I think in the late 18th, 1900s, if not, ter I'm terrible at remembering. Um, but he was praying for a man here in England for years and years and talking to him about Jesus and this man would not budge. Mm. He would never uh, receive Christ. And on the day that George died, and his funeral was there and, and this man was at his funeral and as George Muller's casket was lowered down into the ground, this man was so overcome, he gave his life to Jesus. So never ever give up. Uh, mm -hmm. I was so encouraged by your um, reading of the scripture that says, do not lose heart. Mm -hmm. It encouraged me as well. And what you said, Christoph, with one or two people we've been praying for, uh, to really receive Jesus is to carry on, uh, you know, um, just um, being prompted by the Holy Spirit to to not go. Oh, last time, 
she didn't really react to what I said and now I feel so discouraged. Um, that, that spirit of the fear of man, mm. it lays a snare, just like Proverbs says, you know. Um, and I'm not, he wants to lay a snare for you to never speak again. Um, but um, just to have that boldness to say, no, I will carry on speaking. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. yeah and, I think, and I think just in entering into relationships with people with friendships, that you just share the love of God. You might not even mention Jesus. People know who you are. They know what you're about. You, you leave it there on the table. If they ask more questions, then you answer. If the opportunity comes, take the opportunity but you don't have to be presenting the opportunity all the time. The Lord will really make a way because it's actually, we, it's out of the love that God has for us mm -hmm. that we are able to love other people. And because we love them, we want to share with them the greatest thing that has ever happened to us. Not just out of beauty, it's a love that the love and the compassion enables us to do what we need to do. We don't go first with duty, let me go and I've got to go and convert the world. No, let, let God's love and let the compassion flow through you mm -hmm. so that you don't have to see that thing as a duty because you'll actually naturally want to share with people. And you want their lives to be enhanced. You just want them to know that God loves them. One, one lady that the Lord has really um, kind of helped me to reach out to, I just said, you know, the Lord knows who you are. He knows where you're at. He knows what you're asking him. And that's why I'm here. Yeah. Mm. And that's it. You know, Rachel, because I mean, you can share a bit further about that uh, about reaching out, that it's just like the way you've been reaching out to the neighbors, mm -hmm. just being there, just being a friend. Yeah. Just sometimes an ear to listen to. So why don't you share about your relationship with uh, Joyce, for example? Yeah. Or, or any other yeah. one that you yeah. Well, that, that, I mean, there's a, an older lady. She's uh, nine, she turned 90 this year. And actually, Dan and Charlene, you were the ones who met her first. You, she was uh, looking after a garden, and you guys ended up speaking to her when you when you were coming back from a walk. Walking is good, guys. You see, so, <laughs> so you guys started that relationship with her, and then somehow I think one day we were walking, and she was outside, and I. I, or she wasn't outside. I went to knock and find out how she's doing because she had tried to contact us, but we'd travelled and we hadn't been able to get back to her. So really, just the relationship started with that. It was during the lockdown period. I was outside um, on the doorstep and we were chatting. We were doing the social distancing thing. But, you know, we shouldn't allow all these rules and regulations to stop us. There are people who are lonely, who just, they're calling out to God. Oh, from yes. the, their spirit is mm. calling out to God. They might not be doing it physically, but their heart is crying out and God hears. And God just wants to use us and mobilize us to, to answer, okay, answer here, do this, do that. And so God has just been building this friendship, just building this relationship. And uh, she's been over here and I've been over to her house for tea and all of that. And God's just, it's just really nice. It's a nice thing. And just to say, and just to let people know that God cares for them, doesn't matter what age they are, doesn't matter what they have been through, God cares for them. Yeah. And for them to know that in their loneliness, God is there. Yeah. yeah. It, you know what, Rachel? It's true because it's like that song that says, what would my life say to you if I said nothing at all? And this is really real for me at the moment because we have a lady over the road that we made friends with years ago. Annette and Christian uh, made friends with her and it really proved to be a great friendship over the lockdown where she's been terribly, terribly lonely. Her husband died uh, a year or two ago mm -hmm. and we were able to visit her and 
buy her groceries and things. But when I sit with her, I get a little discouraged because she just talks so much. <laughs> I can't get a word in edgewise like, Jesus loves me. Jesus She just really likes to talk. And I realized I was getting a little discouraged because I'm not getting a word in about Jesus. And I, I've tried to, you know, get in there, but striving's going to get me nowhere. And I've realized she's now been saying, every time you come, it, you make me feel so peaceful or you brighten up my day. And I realized, you know what? It's just Christ in me. And I'm transporting his glory. I'm transporting his peace, his joy. And when I come in, I give her a kiss and a hug because we're allowed to do that now. And she just loves it, absolutely loves it. And now we have this thing that when she, when I leave, I say, I love you, Mimi. And she says, I love you. And that's probably the only words I could have said the whole time. But um, it is, it is about transporting the kingdom of God without sometimes not even saying a word. Yeah, because God will open the door when the time comes mm. in the right situation. But sometimes people need those barriers broken down in their own lives, isn't it? Mm. You know, and then they finally come to you one day and they're like, I just had a classmate send me a message on Facebook. I totally forgot about this before the episode, but it doesn't, you know, we weren't great friends, but I don't know, must have seen the Lord do something in my life and sent me a message on Facebook last week. And he said, uh, hey man, how are you doing? Uh, by the way, do you believe in Jesus? And I was like, well, yeah, you know, let me tell you. And uh, he ended up giving his life to the Lord that night and awesome. uh, praying a prayer of salvation. Wow. And just, it's, it's, but it's like you said, it's not, not that you're going out to push it in somebody's face, mm. but that you're ready when they're ready. Right. Mm. And when God has right. made the situation ready, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Well, we've got to lay the, the, the ground for prayer. Sorry. Uh, oh, we, yeah. Isn't it? We have to pray for these people. We can't do it in our own strength. And yeah. that's what I learned from John all those years ago when he said, Lord, am I in the right place? Ha am mm. I living in the right place? I'm surrounded by, I think it was eight or nine different apartments. And the Lord said, well, start praying for number one. And he started praying for number one. And then he led number one to the Lord. Then they both started praying for number two. And they both led him to the Lord. Eventually, they all of his neighbors were saved all because John prayed first hmm. and in prayer you 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 reach them to the Lord I, I read and and we'll put the scripture down there uh, I was so blessed it says God will lead them to Jesus something like that forgive my ignorance but it um, so now my prayer is Lord God, draw them unto Jesus. Yes. That's yeah. my prayer. God, draw them unto Jesus. And then when I'm in their midst, I am him because yeah. he's in me. Yeah. And, and I'm the one being his ambassador. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Zaki, uh, why don't you share about your experience when you guys were out eating, right? Because you said yeah. breaking down those barriers and it seemed like these people were, were just that. Well, I have, to, I, have to, I have to say, you know, Charlene, with what you said about laying the foundation with prayer, it is, it is through prayer first. Just to mm. just to mention that, like mm. this past year in lockdown, this wouldn't, this probably wouldn't have happened before this year, to be honest with you. But the Lord has been working on us and working on me and working on you know everything, and just the the prayers, 
you know, I've been praying for situations like this to come up. And so wow. Kate and I went out to eat the other day, and we sat next to um, we sat next to a couple of gentlemen, and uh, and a and a white dove flew over on the roof of the place that we were at. And I said to Kate, you know, how often do you see a white dove? And she said, oh, it's the Holy Spirit. You know, we were just kind of kidding around, but um, then these two guys on our table took interest in the dove and made conversation about it. And before you knew it, we're talking to them. And the guys are, we're just talking about, you know, the situation in the world and all this stuff. And then all of a sudden the guy says, the one, of, one of the guys who's sitting in his chair like this, and he said, are you a Christian? What? And I was like, yeah, I was like, it must have, you know, was it something I said? And he said, no, no, just, I get the feeling, you know? And, and so they both, both came out staunch atheists. They were like, yeah, we don't believe in God. And uh, well, and we told them we we're like, well, we believe in Jesus. We believe what the Bible says. And they were like, do you really believe that? They were amazed. And this one guy's eyes lit up. Do you really believe that? And he was so interested. Mm. And they were asking questions the whole night. We sat there two and a half hours. They're asking question after question after question after question. And the one guy was so miserable. And he said to me, he said. Because we, we're telling him about you know, what the Lord can do and we pray in the name of Jesus, people get healed and set free and miracles take place. And the guy eventually turns over and he said, well, would you pray for me? <gasps> well, I didn't know that. Yes. He said, will you pray for me? And I said, what do you need prayer for? He said, that I won't be miserable. <gasps> so I stood up and I grabbed his hand and I just said, in the name of Jesus, God, I pray for joy in this man's life. You know, and, and really, and, and, I've been, and the, Lord, the Lord hears me, you know, not as a, as a thing to say, but, you know, I've shed tears over these guys that, you know, I know God has a plan for them. Mm. And these are the situations that I feel like he's leading us to as a, as a people in the body of Christ. Like mm. we have to get back to the basic stuff. You know, the flashy stuff is, is here and then it's gone, but people's lives can be changed forever for eternity, yeah. you yeah. know. And who knows, you could have reached a Billy Graham. Yeah. yeah. You know, mm. you never know. Yeah. You think these big evangelists, you stand in front of thousands of people, you know, believe you on the Lord, people, it's these one-on-ones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and Zach, uh, we, when you mentioned about prayer and about going out, I find that yeah. I bet you and Kate also trusted the Lord that God would use you. Because I think talking about prayer, you can pray for a specific person, but if you pray before you go out as well and say, Lord, why didn't you use me today? Yeah. Like it's almost like you make yourself available. Yeah. Mm. I learned so that Lord, from you. I learned it from someone else. <laughs> from John. Praise but you have that heart because all of a sudden you have that that kind of uh, uh, focus. You have that that kind of way of just making sure you look out for the right things. You know, if you just go about your business, I'm going shopping to get my things, and I'm going to go home. You know, but if you see it as an assignment, as a mission, as an as an adventure, I see it as an adventure. Each time I go to the shop, I see it as a massive adventure. Yeah. I'm like, Lord, what's going to happen now? Because I know, because of Christ in me, as Charlene said, every situation I go into has to change. There's mm. always something yeah. that happens. Nothing stays normal. Mm. Yeah. There's always something unique that happens. This. It's just like, Lord, I'm, I'm just there. If nothing happens, I'm okay. But I, wanna, I don't want to not be in the right place for you not to use me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about Christoph and, and your Turkish man? Your Turkish shop. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's good what you guys said about reaching out to uh, people in uh, like real life situations, like you've been to, uh, to to eating place or you go to stores or whatever. Um, I like this one store. We have this Turkish shop we have in, in our village. And it's pretty cool because um, they, they offer a variety of products like 
you know, from my home country, Polish food. Yeah, I really like, you know, there's few things once in a while I like to buy now. So I go there and the owner, one of the owners is a very nice guy. So uh, we end up chatting every every time we uh, I go there and, and we have nice conversations, you know. And it's 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 nice to feel like like God is maybe opening doors a little bit for me to witness to him. And uh, we even had one of our conversations we had about uh, about what Bible says. He said what Quran says, because because uh, I, I believe he's a Muslim. Uh, so that's that's his set of beliefs, and and we're kind of maybe not debating, but he's he's such a lovely man, such an open guy. And they had they had an accident. Uh, a drunk person drove into their uh, store and and shattered the glass. And they had to throw away most of the products from that section because, you know, health and safety, what if glass comes into some of the packages? So the, they lost so much money and still, you know, uh, he told me that their um, insurance company, they have two involved. They, they don't want to pay because they argue in, with each other who's supposed to pay. So, um, and, and this guy keeps his smile and he keeps chatting to the customers. And it's so nice that, you know, uh, we have opportunities everywhere, and I could say as encouragement, you have uh, wherever you go, you have opportunities in your store, local store, convenience store, shoe store, like Zach said, the clothing store, whatever. Uh, people sometimes they don't expect this encounter, this conversation, and it's so nice. Especially if you, I know from I'm from a very small village, uh, come from a very small village, and I know that if you go to, especially there in like a local store, and there's this lady that's always working there for like 20 years and stuff and you start talking to her about Jesus and just uh, do something out of ordinary people are very close they're very um, introverted in terms of uh, I believe a relationship with a stranger so to say so if you just break that ice and just do something out of the ordinary just tell them Jesus loves you all just uh, hi look, you look good today just something to get into them uh, it, it's it's some stuff in the beginning, but when you you get there, it's it's so nice. It's such a good outcome out of that that might happen. So that's I believe the encouragement. Yeah, and I think as well that you know people, you don't need to change your whole personality. If you're a shy kind of person, a bit more reserved, just be yourself. You can still be kind and be nice. And, and that's, you don't have to change your personality and become this charismatic um, extrovert to be mm. able to reach people. We can just be ourselves. We, God doesn't expect us to change our whole nature. He just wants us to be ourselves and mm. God will use us as we are. Mm -hmm. And um, as we, you know, we talk about these things, it's not because we're anybody special. We're just normal people. And what do normal people do? We interact with people all day, every day, really. If you go to the shop, you're always interacting with somebody. Now you can choose not to interact, but there is always the opportunity to interact. Um, like Christos was saying, somebody might have on a nice blouse or a nice shirt and you can just have a throwaway comment and it just brings some joy into the whole yeah. situation because let's face it, if you're doing grocery shopping, it's not the most exciting thing in the world. Um, but you know, it can give you that joy and just that, that fullness of life just in these little mundane realities that we face. Yeah, I think Christoph also, when he shared that, it's also about building trust because mm -hmm. what you do if you go back to the same place, right? If it's like a once person that you meet once off, but if it's a recurring place that you go to, perhaps mm -hmm. it's just that building of trust. Because if you go there a few times, maybe one day the guy will not be smiling and he looks really down. 
and the Lord will open your eyes to see that. And you can say, hey, how are you doing? All right. And he might say, you know, I'm going through a divorce or, or I'm, I'm, this is going on. Or, or you, you might start seeing things or the guy might be addicted to something. Mm-hmm. And then you, the Lord can, can use us if he trusts us, trusts our motive. Make sure, you know, the relationship, there's no hidden motive or, or, or what's it called? Hidden agenda. There's no yeah. agenda while you're there. Your agenda is just to care. Yeah. Yes. So if your agenda is to care and to love them for who they are, unconditionally and not judging them then they open up yeah. um Charlene and I uh, and Ruben went to a, a restaurant uh, some time ago and so this waitress came didn't she and uh, we were kind of just interacting with her but from the beginning uh, number one we did pray when we go out when we went out sorry mm-hmm. and um so we got to the restaurant prayed for the right place uh, got there Charlene said well, let's go to this place and we went there, and this waitress was so nice. We started to interact, but I, it's like the Holy Spirit started to prompt us that this this lady, there's there's something different about her, and she's really seeking, and she's she's really at that at that place in her life. And so we started to interact with her, and that to make a long story short, I mean, at the end, uh, we kind of called her over, and the restaurant emptied out, and before we knew it, we were just sharing the love of the Lord with her. And isn't it wonderful how she gave her life to Jesus? She responded and she started to cry. And uh, Charlene, you want to back me up here to say how wonderful it was, wouldn't you? <laughs> well, I, I, Paul says you've got to boast in your weaknesses. And I must tell you, Dan, I, I have some bad experiences with my gran. <laughs> we used to tell everybody about Jesus wherever we went. <laughs> and my mom and I, my sister, wanted to just, we begged the Lord for a hole so that we couldn't be <laughs> swallowed because we'd be so embarrassed. Why is that? Why is that what, that we get so embarrassed? You know, I, th- I think I'm a Peter sometimes, you know, and I, I, I feel so embarrassed. God, and I will be embarrassed. But that, you know, that was uh, just kind of gave me a flashback from those years where my gran used to talk to people about Jesus a lot. I mean, she's a real woman of God. And um, she used to have people just attracted to her and she would lead them to the Lord. Amazing. Um, But here I was standing and Dan's talking to this waitress at the restaurant and um, she's crying. And Dan's saying, would you like us to pray to receive the Lord? And I said to Dan under my breath, we can just let her pray at home, you know, because I can feel the managers are burning a hole in our heads saying, release our waitress. You know, this is everything <laughs> the enemy is telling me. You know, he's right on my yeah. shoulder here telling me, just just get on with it. And honestly, in the flesh, I was running down the street and I don't know why. I don't know why in my flesh I wanted to get out of there as soon as I don't know, yesterday. And I, I, I felt so bad afterwards, Dan, because you had that discernment. And thank God I rebuked the enemy just inside of me in my small voice. <laughs> shut up, shut up. And I will stay. And I did stay. And I thank God that he helped me just with that one little thing. And she received Christ and we led her to Jesus. And Reuben was there telling her about Jesus and that she's got a future and uh, she's uh, God's got a plan for her life. And mm. praise the Lord, you know, but at least, I, you know, I, 
I could really go to the Lord and say, I know now this is something I need to pray for. Remove that fear of man from me. Mm. Help me to um, forgive me for my embarrassment, Lord. Mm. Uh, and just give me that boldness, I pray, you know. Um, but Charlene, it's also, I think, also a matter of being willing to be stretched. Oh, my because word. Yes. it's like the Lord will never take you from here to there, as Rachel said. No. It's just being willing and slowly but surely your confidence grows and your God gives you more discernment, more boldness, more, you know, if you're open for it, there's that stretching and he will stretch us in our faith, stretch us in our boldness. Many times, as you said, to also show you what to pray for. But if you don't put yourself out there and being willing to be willing, yeah. then you'll, you won't grow. You'll always be... Oh, well, come up with some excuse. And devil will say, oh, well, it's someone else. Or, oh, you can come back tomorrow. One of my worst ones was, oh, you can do it tomorrow. Mm. Oh, my word. How many times have I heard that voice? The Holy Spirit would say, go and talk to that person or go and talk to that homeless man or do something. I go, you know, he'll be here tomorrow. Guess what? Tomorrow, all every time I got back there, he or she was not there. Mm. And just, I had too many misses to say, that's it. I've run out of excuses. I got so sick and tired of being sick and tired of missing it that I made up my one, my mind after my last miss. And I said, never, ever again, mm. by God's grace, am I going to not respond mm. to that voice. I don't care if the person laughs in my face mm. or spats, spits upon me. I do not care. I'm going to try my best to be obedient and say, Lord, who else are you going to use? Who are the other Christians that you're going to use? Oh, some other Christian that's going to walk this way. No, I'm there right now. Mm. Why wait for someone else to be blessed? Why wait for the next person to receive the blessing to, to, to share the love of the Lord? I mean, this is the Great Commission. Mm. So uh, may the Lord continue to use all of us yeah. and to use you and use us wherever we go. And I'm going to pray for God just to release us all mm. into uh, to come against any fear. Yes. And for God to just make us more bold. But besides that, to increase our compassion and love, yes. as, as Rachel talked yeah. about. So, Dan, sorry, I, I didn't want to share this, but just before we go, if you don't mind, because you were sharing on Galatians. Mm. Whoever sows to please their flesh, from the flesh will reap destruction. Whoever sows to please the Spirit, from the Spirit will reap eternal life. And... Um, that's that's a word for me and I hope for someone else there that if, if you feel you've been sowing into the flesh a lot lately, um, start sowing into the things of the Spirit because you will reap eternal life and you will feel like a million dollars. Honestly, when we walked out of that restaurant, seeing how that girl received Jesus and gave me such a hug and I walked home with a tear-stained shirt and I looked at those tears and I said, thank you, Lord, for holding me and keeping me from not running away. I reaped eternal favor today. And we've got angels that are rejoicing in heaven. Mm. Shall we pray together and just ask the Lord to help all of us? So, Lord, thank you for our time together now. Thank you for your mighty hand upon all of us. That as we go out, Lord, in our daily walk, more than anything, Lord, we ask that you birth a new desire in our hearts to share your love, to have more compassion for those around us, our neighbors, people in the shops, wherever we go, that we realize, Lord, that you want to use us, that we are your voice because Christ is in us, the hope of glory, and that we want to be that vessel 
that you can use. Lord, and you don't expect us to be perfect. We know that. But Lord, out of obedience, let us just go for it. Let us not hold back anymore. And we come against any lie of Satan that have held people captive about what they can and cannot do. We come against this lying spirit that tries to give us all the excuses, trying to uh, make us feel not worthy, making us feel like we're going to do something wrong and making us feel all shy and insecure. We rebuke that today in Jesus' name. Lord, thank you for new boldness and new fire within us that nothing can stop us, that nothing would be able to stand against us and sharing our faith about this person called Jesus who has set us free from eternal hell and that have taken us from darkness into light. So Lord, help us to be those light bearers, those joy carriers, those peace providers, those who, who are willing to be all things to all men. So Lord, we just give you the glory today. We thank you. Thank you for this time that we can have to encourage one another. And Lord, more than anything, we give you all the glory in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Well, thank you so much for joining us again today. At the end of the episode, just stay with us. We're going to link uh, a Vine Song song. Some people have said they'd really love to hear more about the music side as well. So we're going to try and uh, let you be blessed by that song. But thank you for joining us. And hopefully we'll see you soon. Uh, you got to be here on a Friday because you know what? It's the place to be. So God bless you from all of us. See you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.